hello and welcome to another episode of Words Make Sentences. It's your girl O. How are you doing? How are you feeling? How are you living? How are you blinking and breathing simultaneously? At this point, we just have to do check-ins. Like, are y'all all right? Am I all right? I'm managing. I'm still thugging this thing out. You guys, I'm really out here like just doing the things. Well, I'm doing the thing, but the thing is going to turn into things. But regardless, we are going to keep on keeping. Yeah. (laughs) I'm coming in with high energy. Besides me having a cup of coffee in the afternoon, I am really excited to talk about this topic or really bring it to light because I know it's something that each and every one of us experience in our own way. Why? Because we have families. To what level you want to identify your family? You have some, and uh, you definitely have members that have said a few things that we're going to talk about soon to you or to someone around you. Turn to your neighbor and say, I agree. (laughs) So let's dial it back. Let me sip some water real quick because I'm a little hype. Not going to lie. I need more water. Okay. Wow. (laughs) So... I kind of want to highlight, or I kind of want to question, let's be inquisitive. When it comes to family members, no matter what age range, generation, I'm just curious. Why do people in our families feel like it's appropriate to say things such as, oh, wow, look at you. Someone's uh, looking a little thin. Or, oh, someone's put on some weight. Wow. Eating good, huh? Or my favorite. Oh, oh, so this is what you ended up doing. What did you study again in school? Why do we, as individuals have to find ways to survive these statements or questions that our family members pose. Like, por qué? I'm just really confused. So let me give some some context. I was talking to my coworker the other day and he cut his hair and his haircut looks amazing. Like jaw dropped, like he hopped on Zoom and I was just like, what? No way, my guy looks different. But it's a great haircut, don't get me wrong. So he finally came back in the office and I was like, oh my gosh, like it even looks better in person. Like not to say look bad on video, but it looks great. And I was like, oh, your hair's probably gonna go back fast. He's like, oh, I hope it doesn't. My daughter hates it. I was like, yikes. Not the youth have opinions already, which is fine. Everything's fine. But like, I was telling him like, you know, it looks so good. Like it looks amazing. And then he proceeds to tell me how he was video calling his mom because she's out of town but of course she wants to see like her granddaughter so be it and his mom hasn't seen him in a while since he's gotten his hair cut so then she sees him and is like oh okay so you lost hair and you lost weight (gasps) ma'am excuse me why couldn't you just leave it at a compliment like why are we like why are we like complimenting and like cutting like slashing 
egos. It just, I don't, self-esteem. I just, and I'm just so baffled and taken aback by it because outside of his haircut looking great, don't get me wrong, why can't we just keep it at an uplift and leave it at an uplift? Like, it doesn't have to be, like, look for a downfall. Like, you don't just check me from, like, head to toe and be like, I'm going to analyze and find something, a flaw, an ick, a question mark, a dramatic pause. Like, why can't you just leave it at a period or an exclamation point? Make it three exclamation points. Pure excitement. Why? And it's just... When he told me about what happened after giving him the compliment, I let him know it. I was like, I think you look great. And then he's proceeded to like be like, oh, yeah, you know, I can tell I lost weight because how I look in my neck and my shoulder. And I was just like, if she if she would have just left it at a compliment, he would not be sitting here like picking at himself, analyzing like where is the noticeable change? Like, where do I need to gain weight? How do I do this? And it's just like, I made it very clear to tell him, I did not know or notice that you lost weight. But regardless, you look, you look great. You look tan-fastic. And I want you to know that he was like, thanks, I appreciate it. And I was like, no, 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 no. I want you to sit in this. You look amazing. You're doing amazing. Look, don't worry about the haters and the naysayers or the family members. I just, and yes, this is going to be a drawn out rant, so be prepared. But I'm just really curious, why why do family members feel comfortable doing that? Like I just, just to bring it down a couple notches, from when, from what I can remember when I was younger, I've always noticed it, not only in my family, I've noticed it when I visited my friends and like their families, when I'm walking on the street or if I'm like in a store and someone's trying on clothes and someone just makes a remark, oh, if you were the same size that you used to be, we wouldn't have this problem now, would we? Why can't I just get a new wardrobe without you having an attitude about what I used to look like? And if what I used to look like is a problem, build a time machine and go back to that because this is where I am now. And you either accept that, support me where I am, or leave. I just don't understand. It is so, it is so rude and so degrading. And I just, I'm tired of excusing it. There, there are times where I used to tell myself, oh, you know, they're trying to build character. Because you know, in the world world, people are just going to say what it is and how it is. And it's just going to be. If they're going to get that in the real world, don't you think you should take care of them at home? Like, don't, there are terms and conditions when you can bring real world situations into the house to prepare them for the outside. For example, something that I patiently, but still look forward to later on in life, the day I decide to bring kids into this world. Patience is a virtue for everybody. Don't look for it. Don't ask anybody. It's not happening. But something I do imagine myself doing with my kids is at least bi-weekly, especially when they're younger, setting up like the dining table, like actually having the tablecloth, the utensils, like the whole nine restaurant style quality and actually teaching them table manners. And I would even switch it up. Like we can go 
visit, you know, the aunties, the uncles, the cousins, and have the same setup so they can learn how to behave in public. So when we do go out to restaurants, and I understand kids are always going to be kids, and I would never, like, hold that against my child because they're a child, and I expect them to be that way. But still knowing how to conduct yourself outside and using inside voices, like, that's a real-world situation that I would bring in the house to prepare them for. Or... I would have conversations about bullying, people using bad words around them and stuff like that. Things that we will tolerate, things that we won't tolerate, boundaries, the whole nine. And even then, I will skim through a parenting book and take notes, take their positives and turn into negatives and then find a way to actually apply it because, yeah. And even then, getting back on track, there's no reason why we as individuals have grown comfortable with hearing this type of negativity growing up seeing this type of negativity growing up hearing it passively and then having to live with it like there are there are some people that I went to college with that now have kids and one person in particular that comes in mind her and her husband make it very clear that they allow their daughter to say no. They allow her to deny a hug if she doesn't want to do that. And even if I don't have a close relationship with this person, I see what she puts on her socials and how they go about it and the conversations that they have from time to time. And I just admire it because it's just like, this is what we need. I would be vexed and perplexed if for whatever reason, someone in my family just felt comfortable saying to a child of any sort oh wow you've you've really lost the weight there are you all right are you eating do you want me to give you some lunch money no why that's now my child has self-esteem issues or oh wow someone's putting on weight or oh are you are you going to grow? Are you going to be this tiny all your life? When's your growth spurt? Your mom had hers at this age and your I had mine at this age and your so-and-so cousin. And, this, and it's just like, why? Why are we doing this? And I will say this. I feel a little dragged because a couple Sundays ago, the church that I watch online, Transformation Church, shout out, um, we're doing a series called Cuffed. And one Sunday they talked about Cuffed to Comparison. And I thought the wildest thing was, you know, the way that we compare ourselves to one another, a stranger, and, you know, comparing your rough draft to someone's published book. Like, that's not fair. At the same time, I took it a step further for myself. There are times where I catch myself comparing myself to myself, like my past self, my current self, the self that I would like to be. And even that's not fair to an extent because who I was before did not have the knowledge that I have now. And even though I made mistakes and some people are like, oh, you know, when you when you know better, you do better and still make the same mistakes. Like, that's fine. We're human. We <laughs> trial run. Hello. But even then, you're still not giving yourself room to grow you're not giving yourself room to be yourself you're not giving yourself the opportunity to explore avenues without 
remind yourself, oh yeah, remember when you did this? Oh yeah, remember when you look like this? Oh, remember when you used to say this? And it's like, okay, you can grow without battering yourself. A flower does not grow when you stomp on it. No, no, even if you're like, I'm gonna water you after I just, I saw a bug and I just wanted to kill it. I just had to get away. But here's some water, you know, here's some fertilizer. It's dead. You actually need to start from the roots. And if anything, you may need to put, uproot the whole entire thing and just start over. Let's start from a new seed and uh, see where this takes us. And you're allowed to do that. So I just really want to highlight how detrimental it is to become comfortable with these narratives inside of the home and the narratives that you actually carry on with you into your adulthood the things that you casually say in conversation to your friends the things you say about your friends the things you say about yourself because baby I catch myself often often (laughs) and although I'm catching myself from time to time and trying to correct myself when I do catch myself for the times that I'm not paying attention and it just slips off the tongue so very easily it's a little bit heart-wrenching once the conversation's over and I've walked away and I reflect and I'm like did I really just say that but why like dude is that really how you feel about yourself why and I've been told this before and I've say this to myself sometimes and I also share this with other people the voices in your head are not your own and I know I've said that before on this podcast but the voices in your head that you carry with you every day need to be swapped out and it's very it can be cliche to try to look yourself in the mirror every day and not really have an out-of-body experience while you're telling yourself oh I'm great I'm wonderful I'm loved I'm blessed like I'm covered I'm doing what I can even though I'm not where I would like to be I'm not where I am yesterday and I want to keep going uphill and growth and healing are not lateral and the whole nine and that takes time but if you think about how old you are and in the span of time that you've been on this earth the amount of days and the amount of times that you've heard these things said to you and the amount of time it's actually going to take to overcome those things jesus be a mansion in a gated community it's hard but it's work that has to be done even though it's not the issue that you've caused and i really want this tangent to resonate well with everyone because it's not funny it's not fair and you would be surprised how much it alters the the developmental stages of everyone and yes I as an adult I do believe that you hit like a second and third wave of puberty because I should not be breaking out the way that I am and no it's not my coffee intake no it's not the random desk snacks that I have because they're healthy and yes I do need to work on my water intake but that's not the point it's stress there's a lot going on outside it's the ghetto novella but even then when you hit that second or third wave you kind of relive your first stage of puberty 
like the bodily changes, the mindset changes, your community and environment, your like your everything around you changes. And it doesn't change all at once. But there's always a lingering factor from like the first thing. Okay, so let me try to make it make sense. Hmm. Just just walk just walk with me here. Or sit with me here. Whatever you're doing. Just be with me here. <laughs> when you are refining gold. Okay. Alright. I'm I'm like where this is going. If you have ever seen the process of like melting down gold and it being poured and polished into something else. One thing that is consistent is the gold. And yes, you have to heat it up to get it to a different consistency. So I'm going from a solid to a liquid and, you know, the molting process and pouring it into the mold, the, yeah, the mold that you want it to fit. And once it's cooled off and you have to buff it out and polish it the whole nine, it's like, oh, look, I have a ring. It's like, hmm, now I want to change it to something else. Even though you're changing the shape of the gold into a new thing, the one thing that's always constant is the gold. So just because you're heating up the gold, it doesn't change the actual like finite chemicals of the gold. Like, yes, you're heating up to change like the actual shape and what have you, but once it cools down, it goes back to like the whole chemical structure and all that good stuff. And I'm not a scientist. I'm not a chemist. So just the fact of the matter is whether you as an individual go through trauma, go through the healing process, you've now literally changed your surroundings because that's what you felt like you needed. And now you're going through your second wave of puberty or your third wave of puberty. You can try to address the trauma go through a new healing process because healing is not always the same and relocate or whether it's geographically or mentally or whatever that may be for you one thing that's always constant is yourself and there are aspects about you that are so genuine to your personality that you don't change you kind of maneuver accordingly I am aware that I have a huge personality I have yet to really hone in on taming said personality I told my boss the other day and her boss I do not know how to separate me from my professional environment And I don't mean to be as skittish, but that's because I want to make sure I'm covering all avenues and I'm doing a great job. That's probably the calmest way I said it because I was on like 10 when I actually said it. And yes, I have my own issues that I need to worry about when it comes to looking for outside gratification, but that was not the point of the statement. The fact of the matter is, every day is a learning experience that you have with yourself to learn about yourself and the statements that are embedded in your mind from when you are younger or as you're growing up can conflict with who you are sometimes 
There have been times I've asked, why are you so loud? And I asked as a returning question, why are you so quiet? Don't you want to be heard? Don't you want to be seen? And not in like a boastful kind of way, but why should I have to adjust who I am because you're not like me? And why is this a problem for you? And I'm not asking that so I can try to help you. I just want you to ask you that because that's a personal problem. (laughs) And even though I do understand that there is a time and place for everything, we have our outside voices and we have our inside voices, that does not give anyone the right to add a question or impose a thought like, hmm, maybe this aspect of you is wrong or a bit incorrect could use some refining can go back to the drawing board and now you feel like you have to alter who you are and forcefully change who you are because you're not supposed to be this way because the way that people ask you these questions it just seems very odd it's out of the norm it's very checkbox other and that's not fair to you Because now you don't have the opportunity to learn about that part of you that is amazing, that part of you that is necessary. I saw this TikTok the other day and the lady had said that the personality, the talents and the gifts that you naturally have are for your purpose. So... When you see family members talking down on kids, oh, they're always just off in a corner reading somewhere or they're not social or, oh, your, your child is just too loud. They just randomly burst into dance and it's lunchtime. Like this isn't supposed to be happening. Again, I understand there's a time and place for everything, but don't condemn or don't ridicule or criticize what they're doing because it doesn't make sense to you. If anything, try to try to build on their craft. Try to build on their personality. Give them outlets. Find a way, find a way to positively burn your children out. Like burn them out in a the, in the way of once they're done with this activity, they're getting sleep. Like when you take your kids to the pool or something, or when you go to the pool and you've been swimming, 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 splash, 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 splash. By six o'clock, you are ready to slumber. (laughs) Like, I mean, positive burnout. Like, but in a way, it's still building. It's still promoting. It's it's still giving them the option to explore whatever this is about them that they have. Don't question it. Don't try to belittle it. Don't try to direct them in in a different way because it best suits you or your agenda or whatever it may be. Watch what you are saying to people and watch what you're saying to yourself. Because again, that voice, those voices are not your own. And the ones that you need to hear are your own and they're positivity. They need to be love. They need to be care. They need to be kindness. They need to be constructive criticism. Not criticism, constructive criticism. Yes, there is a difference. Google the difference. But it's just... I'm just so over it. I'm beyond fed up. And I probably feel this way because 
myself just as other people have experienced it and realized where they are in their life right now and they're just going through this reflective aha moment there are a lot of things that I have to confront and a good bit of the things that I am confronting they're not it's not even really me or things that I've placed in myself. It's things that I've heard. It's things that I've seen. It's it's the comparisons. It's the, the criticism. It's the, ugh. It's the ugliness of people. And yes, everyone goes to their own waves. Even there are times where it's not actually ill intended. It just comes off that way and it sounds bad. Then you have the right in the room to be like, hey, I just want to come back to this. I'm really sorry how this sounded like it was not my intention and I would like to correct that. I would like to have a, an opportunity to restate what I was trying to convey, what I was trying to say. Like you're allowed to do that. Why? Because you're a human. We make mistakes and we're allowed to fix our mistakes. So don't get comfortable or don't be comfortable with just making a statement that really puts somebody down and then just think oh yeah it's not my problem it's theirs no that's your problem because they're just fine living their life the way they are and if you don't actually have kind words to say or a way to build on their personality be like hey this is great I see that you're good at this how about we channel it in this direction and it's still positive and uplifting and you actually helping them instead of just making the same and walking away and get saying hit shrug good luck and godspeed no please stop that probably has to be the most ridiculous thing ever and for me to say this and for other people to actually know that they have had this happen to them within their lives and they're still dealing with it now by God, we have a lot of healing to do. Like, and it's not fair. And something that my loving cousin has told me and taught me, and I'm working on it. This is not something we can do on our own. It's something that we are actually going to need professional help with because you can batter and spiral yourself into a dark hole. I added the dark hole part because sometimes it feels that way. But nonetheless, be nice to yourself. Be kind to yourself. And if someone makes a statement towards you, actually think about what parts can relate, what parts don't relate, and move accordingly. And even, I should add a disclaimer before that. Think about if this person, if you, if you should actually value what this person has to say. Because someone's just making a statement and it's like, bro, what you say means nothing to me. Move on, push forward. Sometimes there are moments where someone who has eh, to relevance in your life makes a statement and it kind of lingers. But for the people that you take to heart, for the people who you're supposed to feel comfortable going to, make sure that you take the time to really assess what they're trying to say what you can get from it what you should let go from it and if there's something that you don't understand what they said and you value their voice and their opinion and their outlook ask them to clarify 
because it's fair because maybe they missed the mark on what they were trying to say and now everyone has an understanding and nobody's feelings hurt but if there's someone who's like oh no i said what i said okay cool i'm gonna give you some time to think about what you said and then i'm also gonna give you time to realize i'm not gonna talk to you for a while and if you feel comfortable with like confronting that and I'm using the word confronting because it's going to be uncomfortable and actually letting them know like what they said like how that affected you and how that made you feel and if they are willing to acknowledge and change behavior the whole nine cool if they are standing wrong and strong in their statement cool I'm not going to talk to you about this I just we're going to keep it at oh how's the weather and keep it pushing and it is it just it is what it is so yeah I I really said all this to say again dragged tangent please stop being weird and asking questions like that if you think I look sickly please put me to the side and ask me if I'm okay before you just say oh wow looks like you put on some weight oh excuse me I'll be eating good thank you for asking I'm putting on gains Thank you for asking. Or, wow, you look like you've lost a lot of weight. Yeah, it's called the summer body. I'm trying to get there. Or, yeah, you know, I'm just really trying to do this thing for myself. Or, hey, I'm stressed, depressed, and I'm going through it. Thank you for asking. But if you don't know, ask, and you shall be answered. So, yes. Thank you for all that you are. Thank you for all that you have been. Thank you for all that you will be. And you're doing a tan-fastic job. You look great. Your skin is glowing. Keep drinking water. And if you're not drinking water, please just add a few more ounces throughout your day. And I hope my words made sentences.